It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern, Northern News. Hello and welcome to Northern News. I've still got a bit of muffin in my mouth. You're always eating. And I'm eating. ready for podcasts. You're always eating in the pod. When there's a muffin on a plate and it's near <laughs> my microphone... I'm really not listening to anything that's no. been said. I'm just looking at the muffin thinking, I'd like a bit of that. And you're not wrong, but that's mm. why I cannot bring in mm. a little nibble. You're very good with bringing in a little nibble on a little plate, mm. very sophisticated, and just popping it next to you. I couldn't yeah. be doing with that. But I feel like I'm waterboarding myself. Because <laughs> it's just torture. If I was some like someone torturing someone, I'd just get a lovely Gail's muffin Put on a plate next to them and um, just out of reach of their arms. Yeah. And I keep coming in and going, oh, I had one of them earlier. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's the best muffin <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> and then lock the door. Night, night. Night, night, dickhead. Yeah, I think I'd be good at torturing people. Well, can I tell you about what I've been up to this week? Because it fits in with it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been torturing people. Mm. No. <laughs> No, I've been um, interviewing kids. Oh. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I have been interviewing them for mm. um, Clang, a Radio 4 series, with children from Cumbria, right? So the, the premise oh. of the show is children ask us questions mm. that we think we should know the answer to, like what is electricity, right? Yeah. And we try and explain it, we can't explain it, so we go digging and finding out the facts, then we bring it back to him. It's a funny idea. It's a lovely idea. Mm. It's lovely. But the children on both recording sessions, one child, but a different child each time, has mm. gone super dark. And I didn't expect it to go quite as dark as, as, as it and did. And at least not in the radio series. They're too dark for radio. Or... Well, one of them, we have made the episode about death. Mm. because he was fixated on uh, killing my co-host, Christopher Cantrell, who's been on the pod. Yeah. 
He's been on the pod. He's a friend of the pod. And he's alive and well at he's the time alive, of recording. At the time of recording, he's alive and well. Mm. So in the first recording, um, this this child is talking about killing, like obsessively killing Chris and doing a kind of monster voice saying like, I'm going to kill you tonight. And, and we'd be like, mm, okay. And what do you think about um, diggers? You like diggers, don't you? And he'd be like, no, I just like death. And we're like, okay, no worries. So we made that episode about death, right? What do you think prompted it from the kid? Well, I thought it's it's anxiety, isn't it? It's dealing with a stressful situation. There's a lot of microphones, you're chatting mm. to adults. It felt very formal. And we learned a lot from that recording mm. session. And we were like, when we go back, we're not sitting on chairs. Let's sit on the floor. Let's make it comfy. Let's yeah. chill everybody out. Microphones hidden in a bean bag. Get them in a get them in a muffin, a girl's mm. muffin. Just out of reach. Yeah. <laughs> and we went back over the weekend and there was this gorgeous girl. She was only six. And in the first recordings, she was a little angel. Life and soul. Very, mm. very light and funny, light-hearted. Very playful. Yeah. And then we went back over the weekend and honestly, I don't know what's happened there, but the entire time was um, she became obsessed, obsessed with killing Chris. I think you've got to look at Chris here as maybe the problem. <laughs> what's, he, what's he giving off to kids where they're like, we've got to kill this man? Well, this is the thing, you know, like how... Um, some dogs can smell like a certain illness or mm. cats can see ghosts. <laughs> These are all scientific yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris is giving off some sort of vibe that kids think I need this man dead. So we'd be like trying to talk to her about things like London, like what she thinks London's like. She's never been. And she'd say like, I don't know, but I'm going to kill Chris tonight. I'm going to cut his head mad. off. And we'd be like, okay, but what do you think London's like? Do you think it's busy? I don't care because I'm going to cut Chris's head off and I'm going to cut his hair off and I'm going to put his head on his neck and I'm going to choke him. And we'll be like, hmm. But, but and you only get a certain amount of time to record with a kid and the producer's like going, you've got to get something else out of them. Yeah. They can't just talk about killing Chris. But you can't tell them off either. You, know, no, pay, you can't, can't say, do you want to stop talking about yeah. him? Beheading him. <laughs> no, you just have to go, oh, yeah, no, I can see why you'd want to. <laughs> but, but why don't we talk about Doggies. What's your favourite doggy? I don't like doggies. I just like beheading Chris, cutting his head off and putting it in the street. Was how's Chris feeling at this moment? He was shaken to the core. He was shaken to the core, as you would be. Yeah, because it's happened to him again. Again. You think the first one, you know, and I empathise with the with the children. It's not their fault. It's clearly like an anxiety response or whatever. Mm. But you'd think maybe one time they'd want to kill Chris, one time they'd want to kill me. No. Both times, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like laser focus. It's like from the off. Mm. It's like you're dead. And and she kept saying, you'll be dead tomorrow. You're going to die tonight. And then he'd try and make it like hype, but like, oh, I really wanted to go to uh, Harry Potter World. And she went, okay, you can go on your trip and then I'll kill you. I hate off. the sound of this kid. She's lovely is the thing. Is she? It's Chris that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to yeah. be because they're good. They're genuinely like... Brilliant, lovely kids. Yeah. And um, what have you been up to this week? Not much, really. I thought I'd just go on, like, a news website and tell you what I think about what the main story is. Yeah, so Birmingham City Council's just declared itself in financial distress. Mm. So I guess my thoughts on that, how, how has that happened? Someone's not been Siphoning managing the money, money 
properly. Someone's not been managing the money, G. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think. I think yeah. they've spent it on parties. Probably, yeah. Big old disco. If you're a big council, you need a bigger party. It's disco time. Come on down. We got the disco ball. We got the buffet for 600 to 800 people. <laughs> it's only costing us 50 quid a head. <laughs> sure, there are some disabled access ramps that should have been built in the town. But look at the food we put on here. You got your sausage rolls. You got your cold sausage rolls. You got your mini sausage rolls. <laughs> we, it's a sausage roll themed party. It's a sausage roll themed party. I don't trust. Twice a week they put this on. Oh, really? Yeah. Local councils are so bad at spending money. Gould Council genuinely did this. I mean, it's funny, but it is serious as well. They wanted a little island in between, like a big crossing, and they they wanted it like to have disabled access, but they put a lamppost like in the middle, so you couldn't get past it. And then everyone was like, no one can fucking use this, you idiots. <laughs> like, um, all local councillors really want is to have something with their name on it. Like... Um, a parking space. Yeah. They a want bench. a parking space. They want to be able to say, oh, well, I introduced um, a, a new door <laughs> at the leisure centre. <laughs> the Christine <laughs> the Christine Smith door, we called it. Put a little plaque on. This door was conceived by Christine Smith. <laughs> Um, and actually, when you open it, it's just a wall and the door, if it is open, does block access to the pool and does become a fire hazard. But I've put it in. Yeah. Have any of you put in a door? <laughs> no, because you're the lay people of the town. And I'm Christine Smith. Is that your mum's name? No, no. My mum's name's Christine. Oh. And your mum's Maybe subconsciously I've amalgamated. <gasps> yeah. Amalgamated. There you go. Six pounds for a pint. Um, Amy, what's been going oh, on in the news? Please. please save me from this hell. The stories from Wigan Today. The headline is Census 2021. So obviously this has come out this week in 2023, but you always look back at a census. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Sometimes I look forward to the 2034 census. It's interesting to see if I'll still be alive. <laughs> oh, I'm not on the census. Oh, I am. Best live my life for the fullest. I've moved to Sheffield. <laughs> Fantastic yeah, I wonder news. why that's going to happen. No, I mean, like, they do the census and then it takes a little while to, like, yes. process the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while this is 2021, it's actually the most current census we have to date. Really? I mean, I don't know that for definite, but it feels right, doesn't it? In my I think bones, if it, feels it feels right, right. say it. Census. Um, <laughs> I did that. My mum used to deliver the census and I'd go with her. And now every time I read the word census, I hear my mum going, census, census to one. One in six households in Wigan is in highest social class. Mm. Oh, that's what I thought. And I went, oh, and then I thought, is that good or bad? I guess one in six isn't amazing, is it? One in six, but in the highest social mm, class. How many classes do they have there? One, two, three. I guess the big four, thing four. is how many are in the lowest. Because often you have like, oh, five are in the lowest, one's in the biggest. And you yeah. think, why are the four in the lowest? Yeah. Not um, murdering and taking the one in the biggest for everything they've got. I'm sorry. It's an uprising episode. We knew We've it was got coming. An uprising. I'd love an uprising. If you're listening and you're working class, take arms. We're doing it tonight. Think of the person in your local town who's got the biggest house. Take it. 
take it. Let's take it tonight. Knock on the door. And be like, I've been listening to a podcast. <laughs> census. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Not really. I've come to take your wealth. Back to the census. It may well be considered the epitome of the working class town. Mm. We're talking about Wigan, just to refresh your memory. But one in six of Wigan's households is classed as being among the most privileged in society. Wow. New census figures suggest. Do you know what the classes are? No. Well, they seem to have been labelled by someone who's having a bit of a mental breakdown. Oh, okay. I know what it is. It's, do you know if you're like about to be sick or you really need the toilet and you're just like, oh, just put anything and you've sort of messed it up a bit and you're like, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do, go, yeah. go, 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 go. So they really need the toilet and they really gone. need the toilet and they're like, well, what can we call these four social grade classifications? A, B. All right. That's one. What does that stand for? Absolute bollocks. <laughs> so that's the lowest one. That is the highest one. Oh, absolute brilliant. Absolute brilliant. You've got A, B, then you've got C, one. Get fucked. Pick letters or numbers and you yeah. bloody stick to it. Fucking hell. A, B, C1, C2. Oh, you've got a pattern going now, have you? Yeah. Is it going to be C3? No, it's D, E. Get fucked. D, E. I guess they're basically, so that must be, A, B is your upper class. Yeah. And then so many people are probably middle class now. They're like, right, well, rather than do it, let's just put C1. C1 is middle class, but but good. Good middle C2, class, bad middle, middle class. class. But you're on the edge of having fuck all. Yeah. You've got a um, air fryer. Yeah. But you're one second away from gambling it away on the horses. That's me. I guess mm. I'm C2. Yeah. I just think this is an absolute bollocks system. A, B, C1, C2, D, E. Mm. So A, B is the higher. D, E is semi-skilled and unskilled manual occupations. And the unemployed. Semi-skimmed. Semi-skimmed. <laughs> semi-skilled. Yeah, you got your semi-skimmed. What is semi-skilled? Full fat. So it's someone who's like, I'm a builder, but you're not going to want to go in that house. I've built, <laughs> I've built your house. To be fair to me, I've built it. But fuck me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in it. And unskilled is like, I wouldn't know where to start with that. Yeah, but semi-skilled, I suppose, is like the Christine Smith door. So like you put a door on, but it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Semi-skilled, so it's like such a neg, isn't it? I reckon there'll be jobs there where they're going like, oh, what's semi-skilled? And it'll be a job that you're like, the person saying it's semi-skilled, you're like, do you want to go and do it then? Couldn't do it. Oh, well, I haven't had the training yet. Well, if you've got to be trained for it, yeah. then it's skilled, isn't it? It's skilled. Unless you can just walk in. And do it. A, B, C1, C2. Little fun game, though. D, as, as you're listening. Oh, yeah. You can think to yourself, is my job semi-skilled? Before we reveal the answers, have a little think in your heads. Is it semi-skilled or semi-skimmed? Just You've re- little... We've reached a section of the podcast, semi-skilled or semi-skimmed. Get me trumpet out again. So semi-skimmed. Skilled windows, doors, and conservatory fitter. Semi-skill, that. HGV technician. A semi-skilled slaughter operative. Oh, lordy lord. I guess, yeah, I would actually. I'd go as far as saying it is only a semi-skill to kill a cow. No. I'm sorry. If I said to you, in the next five minutes you have to kill a cow, you'd want some direction on how to do that. Well, I'd I'd want to be near a cow. (laughs) I reckon if I if you couldn't kill a cow in five minutes, I don't want to do this, but I'm just saying, if there was a cow in here now, yeah. 
Five minutes. <sighs> Give me three. No way. Give me three. No I'll knock it out way. in one. No, you wouldn't. No, to be fair. You couldn't. You yeah. could put me in a room with a cow all day long. I couldn't kill it. But that's only because we've got a conscience. No, it's not. It's because we've got conscience and no skills or way to do it in a humane way. Oh, you got it's got to be humane. Or a killing a cow for no reason. Fucking hell. Uh, I'm so sorry about this episode, actually. Anyway, Amy, what's your point? There's some rich people in Wigan. No, so I so I read that and I was like, okay, right. So one in six, I thought it was pretty high. Mm-hmm. But I don't know a lot about the um I didn't know about the social grading classification system. And then you read down more in the article and you realise that's not high. It's actually lower than most places in England. Mm. 17% uh, of people in Wigan were ranked in the highest band where the household reference person... So the household reference person is the person... You have to pick one person in your household who's between, I think it's 18 and 64, who earns the money and Mm. you use them and their qualifications and what their job is. Yeah, so in Wigan, 17% were ranked in the highest band where the household reference person was in higher or an intermediate occupation. Mm. But 17% isn't actually, when you think of it like that, you're like, oh, that's not not that much. It says that was well below the average across England and Wales of 23%. That's well below. It's well below. Fucking hell. But it is because um, London has the most, has the Mm. highest number of people in that top bracket and that's at 28.4%. Isn't it? So if you think the difference between like London and the national average, 23 to 28, mm-hmm. and then Wigan is 23 to 17, it's like that again. It is actually well below. Yeah. Of the top 20 ranked authorities, so this is like the posh ones, Yeah. the, the, the places that are doing well, 15 were in London and South East. Mm. Come on, we know this. We and know that's this why stuff. we moved down to London. It's a Taylor's to oldest get in time. that top bracket. Well, yeah. And I was reading down. Do you know where the worst place is? Oh. The very worst. Hull? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, very worst. 10% of people. Oh, come on. Come on, 10%. And then I was reading more and it said, London in particular faces stubbornly high poverty. Substantially driven by high housing costs, that, and it's notable that places like Camden, Hackney, and Islington are among the least happy parts of the country, according to wellbeing surveys. Okay, so I've moved from mm. Hull to Islington. Yeah. So I've moved from one of the worst places, financially speaking, mm. to one of the worst places in the country in a wellbeing sense. Yes. So I've moved to the least happy. I like how they describe poverty as stubborn as well. Yeah, it is though, isn't it? You're being real stubborn, you, not it's earning hard. more money. It's hard to get out of. Mm. So I guess it is stubborn. It's not letting you free of it. Yeah. It's grabbing you by the ankle and going, don't you dare enjoy your life. Yeah. Not, a, not for a single second. Oh, you want to move to London? Get to Islington. It's quite a sad episode. <laughs> no, it's one, not it? sad. It's not sad because you don't have to be uh, earning a lot of money to be happy. No. It does help. Of course it helps. Of course, it helps more than any other thing in the world. Yeah, and I think a lot lovely. of mental health issues could be solved by people having stable incomes and not having to worry about millionaires. housing and food costs and electricity, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm saying is I've learned a lot. Mm. As someone who does talk about class and stuff, I, I've learned a lot from this Wigan Today article. Yeah. Well, I think we're all going to leave this podcast better informed. Yeah. And no, we might not be skilled in it, but we'll be semi semi 
semi-skilled. Skilled. I find it hard to say semi-skilled without semi-skilled. Semi-skimmed, semi-skilled, semi-skimmed, semi-skilled. <laughs> yeah, that's helped, I think. <laughs> hell is going on in the north well, you know this this is a story from february 2020 20 20 so there was a storm in the air called storm dennis okay. i do it always name the storms after people i don't know if you were affected by storm dennis or if you remember it but i want to tell you about a man who will remember storm dennis a british man called storm dennis no. first name storm second name dennis who was trolled by people begging him not to ruin their homes. <laughs> no way! Yeah, a British man whose name is Storm Dennis has been bombarded with abusive messages as a storm named Dennis, and he's got two S's on the end of Dennis on his name. The storm just won. Yeah, people storm have just been Denny. messaging him. But he's Dennis. This is Denny. Wow. But the furniture maker from Whitby has received more than 50 threatening Facebook messages about from people angry about the weather. Sorry, but just hang on. So if a storm was coming, their mm. response is to go on Facebook to fact to, to see presumably to find the actual storm. Yeah. Is Storm Dennis on Facebook? <laughs> Probably thinking, I bet I bet they won't be. I bet they won't be. Too busy ruining people's life. Oh, they are. I'm gonna send this storm a piece of my bloody mind, actually. How can wind and rain have a profile? <laughs> you should blow the keys hard enough, you could set stuff up. Um Here's some of the messages. Hey, Storm Dennis, don't be showing your face at weekend. I don't want to be blown over and be rolling downhill like Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, what a like hearted one. Hi, can you do me a favour and try avoiding West Yorkshire this week? We've already had a bat room with the weather this past week, thanks. Leave your missus before having a storm. Don't be so selfish to others. Go anger management before the weekend, I'm begging you. Yeah, I mean... It just goes to show, doesn't it, that improv comedy is harder than it looks. Yeah. I guess they must just think, everyone who sent that message will be thinking, I bet no one else has sent him a message. Yeah, but that last one feels like he's gone, oh, hang on, somebody has sent that message. I guess I need to up it a bit. Yeah. I need to add more characters into the story. The Storm's got a wife. Yeah. And the reason he's angry is because his wife's doing his head in. So please leave your wife. (laughs) Someone going through a shit situation. (laughs) I'll tell you why a storm would be angry. Probably got a a woman storm. Probably two clouds that were normal. And then this woman cloud (laughs) been going on at him. And that woman cloud's been hanging out with some of her mates too often. And and it's male mates from like cloud work and stuff. And she's been a she's a horrible bitch to him sometimes. And he's getting up with wind and he's blowing everyone. Basically, he wants to be, he wants to be the storm. Yeah. He wants to be blowing people's house down. Yeah. He wants to be blowing down the house of the person who had an affair with his wife. Yeah. And he's tried to express that through a message. To a fictional... No, this guy's real. No, that guy's real, but I mean a personified storm. Mm, yeah. To a real person, but he's talking to the real person like he's a personified storm. Yeah. And this is why it's so important for people to get access to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one here which isn't as fun. Heard you're sending a storm this weekend. Don't bother, we don't want it, wanker. <laughs> Well, that person does so sound brutal. like he thinks he is talking to the storm. Yeah. We don't want it, wanker. Maybe he doesn't know it's a storm. Like, maybe he's just been told Storm Dennis is going to ruin the weekend. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, who the fuck he's is this He's just seen the Dennis? headline and just yeah. thought, I'm going to get on to this guy. Don't come around here. Yeah. 
with your windy drama. Windy drama. Oh, your windy drama. Like a sort of flatulence episode of Corrie. A windy drama. <laughs> the only Coronation Street character I can think of is Fred Elliott. I don't think he's in it anymore. No, no. But I used, he yeah, might I used even to like have him. He away. I don't know. Did he have a catchphrase? He was a butcher, wasn't he? And he had Ashley. Yeah, he used to go, I say, I say. So if he's angry, then someone would be like, someone's just thrown a brick through your shop window. Be like, I say, I say, a brick through the window. He'd do like that. God, fascinating. I'm glad you looked that up, actually. The writing. <laughs> All right, mate, fucking hell, let's learn about the social classes in Wigan. <laughs> fucking history lesson. Social classes. C one, C two, D E. This guy's called Storm. No, it's good. That's what people listen to this podcast for. Bullshit. (laughs) Terry's chocolate orange. And now it's time for our special guest. We're joined by Celia A B, who is originally from Paris, which is the capital of France. Is it? And she moved to Birmingham, which I believe is the capital of England. Um, Celia, Paris is in the north of France. My first question, I'm coming in at you fast. Is there a north-south divide in France? There is a Paris versus the rest of France divide. Oh. I grew up on the outskirts of Paris, but I, I do count myself as a Parisian. And we do tend to think of the rest of France as uh, trash. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, not, um, I don't anymore, but there was definitely growing up, we were told Paris is great. Then there's nothing, and then the beach. Right. <laughs> I do. I'm looking at a map of France. You know when you like zoom out and the key cities are sort of highlighted. Doesn't look like there's not a lot around Paris until you get to no. like um, Geneva. I don't believe that's even in France. <laughs> I think you've zoomed a bit too far. I've zoomed well you've zoomed out too here. Far. <laughs> until you get to JFK. <laughs> <laughs> what made you choose Birmingham? Well, I didn't really. That's the truth of it. It's okay. uh, I okay. I was meant to go to Bristol because I'd watch loads of Skins. <laughs> and <laughs> for ages, I used to watch Skins, and for ages, I thought I liked drugs. But uh, it turns out I like friendship. And right. when I got to England, it turns out that Bristol, very expensive place to live in. Yeah. And I had really, really, really extended family living in Birmingham, who offered me. This was my nineteenth birthday present. Living in uh, the spare room in their council house in the south of Birmingham for two weeks, um, looking after their children was my birthday present. Oh. And then I just never left. That sounded yeah. like a present until the looking after the kids bit came in. Uh, I, for me, it stopped sounding like a present quite a lot before that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm completely honest, yeah. Really? Yeah. The thing is, is, when I moved to Birmingham, I didn't realise that everyone in the UK thought it was bad. So I was really enjoying it. <laughs> I know a few people who don't like it, but I, I always have fun when I'm like gigging there. Yeah. I like the underpass at the roundabout. Everyone By seems degree. to find it scary. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the smell of piss. The, um, the sort of, there's like a Chinese monument in the middle of it. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. Ian, also, if everyone else finds it scary and you don't, then you're the scary thing. Oh, yeah, it's because I scream as I... So they're going, the Chinese monument! (laughs) (laughs) Pissing everywhere. Oh, I don't want to walk past that guy. In in China, they have an underpass with a big ball ring in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
yeah and so I just kind of stayed and then I got into stand-up and then I was stuck <laughs> so, and that's yeah. it you yeah. can't leave now that's it now I mean to be fair every time I go to France I think well this is obviously like better <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, think, want to. I think English people think that when they go to any country yeah I don't know like do you feel like living in London like do you miss the north from being in London yeah I d- it's, not, it's not a resounding yes is it <laughs> do you feel like when you're from like the north or a place that or like the, anything that isn't London when someone asks you what you think of home you almost have to put this thing of like oh yeah I do miss it it's wonderful <laughs> you almost have to like <laughs> yeah. sell it to people but really you're like I love Deliveroo I love the tube yeah. get me on that tube ordering Deliveroo that is one of the big things when you go up north and you look you go on like Deliveroo and there's like four options two yeah. of them are like those takeaways that do fish and chips pizzas and burgers and you're like <laughs> you can't be good at all three of them um in your time gigging around the country what's your experience of the north do you have any favorite northern places or do you point blank refuse to gig there <laughs> so my first impression of the north was i've always loved the accents well, I've always loved the Birmingham accent and then I love the Liverpool, Manchester whole. I love the whole accent. Oh, yes, please. I think it's great for a Parisian to be saying she loves the whole accent. Yes, that, <laughs> yes, thank you. This is the way around it should be, actually. <laughs> and also the bad thing is that um, because it's my second language, I don't know if, you've, uh, if we've covered the fact that I'm French yet. Um, <laughs> the way my accent works is I tend to sort of mimic someone else's accent. Like I tend to mirror it without wanting to. And I remember dating this person from Liverpool and for about two weeks I had this weird Liverpool <laughs> French accent. Oh, I can't imagine what that would be. No. I know. It was like only dogs could hear it. It was like... <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> wow. And is there a, like a northwest, northeast divide? Yeah, a little bit. Like I think I doubt like, Yorkshire as... and Lancashire yeah, yeah. are a bit like... Where the proper northerners, and they're like, no, where the proper people northerners. just hate each other, people no matter what, though, yeah. don't they? Like north south, <laughs> and then you get up north, and then the east west, yeah. and then on the west coast, Liverpool and Manchester hate each other, yeah. Like, and then there'll be different areas of Manchester. Well, I mean, there's gang warfare, so there'll be people there go, I don't <laughs> fucking like them lot, yeah. And even reckon, in Hull, even like east family. and west Hull, but then can you all agree that you hate the south? Yeah, then I we guess can so, all yeah. hate London. Yeah. <laughs> is there a place out? You were saying that Parisians like maybe look down on the rest of France. Is there a main rivalry that Parisians would have with a like, oh, fucking, Foot fucking order. Leon? <laughs> is there like a big French rivalry? I think the rivalry is like the rest of France thinks of like Paris as arrogant. Mm. I haven't quite heard as much rivalry before I moved to England where it just seems like every town like you said has something against the one next to it like (laughs) I've never experienced anything quite like it yeah everyone likes to think of where they're from as like both a shithole and also the greatest place in the country Mm. yes 100% (laughs) is that fair? I think that's completely fair you can go oh god it's shit here isn't it and then someone who isn't from there goes yeah it is shit and you're like Hang on, what's your fucking problem? Yeah. You want to say that to my yeah. face? Mm. So basically, there is like a part of France. I'm French-Algerian, so I'm three-quarters Algerian, one-quarter French. The one-quarter 
French part of me isn't actually from Paris. We're from the north of France, which is about a place called Lille, which actually has the strongest accent in the whole of France. They're called the Ch'ti. So there was a film that was made about the people up north in France. I do actually, like, I think now that there is a divide because the Ch'ti are seen as some of the dumbest people in the country. (laughs) 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 What a statement. (laughs) (laughs) Great, yeah, carry on. And it's because, I mean, the film that was made about them was so offensive. They just have strong accents. That's the only thing that differentiates them from the rest of the country. (laughs) (laughs) But they were depicted as just the dumbest people. Like, and I remember, like, my grandma being really offended at it. The film is called Bienvenue chez les Ch'tis, and it is, uh, I wouldn't say it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch of the trailer. Okay. Well, what I'd like to say is, I think if you say the title again, and then we'll just say good luck to our listeners Googling it. (laughs) No disrespect to the listeners of this podcast. They ain't got a chance Googling that. I don't know. The first word was welcome, right? Can you just say it one more time? Um, bienvenue yeah. chez les Ch'tis. Okay, I'm going to have a go. <laughs> Celia, how would you say in French the Northern News podcast? Les Actualités du Nord. Le podcast Les Actualités du Nord. Ou, or, um, fait, les, les Faits divers du Nord. Oh, I, I like, like, I like that. that. It sounded a bit like um, the, the fiddly, there you go. The fiddly, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fiddly, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of a single person in France listening to this podcast. Really? (laughs) Being like, finally, something for me. Le fiddly, there you go. <laughs> Do you know what I always think? Which I know is definitely really naive, but I always think <laughs> the whole accent is quite similar to, to French in the way that uh, you say eggs. Yeah, I don't think that, Amy. <laughs> no, but, no, but is it say, say eggs? Is it like earth? Earth. 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 But, and then, oh, that's, that's true, actually. But we and we wouldn't say earth for eggs, but we'd be like, earth. You're like, oh, no, earth. So you think a French person would hear you saying, oh, no, and be and like, be like eggs. she's just saying eggs, eggs. She wants some lovely eggs. That beautiful Parisian, <laughs> earth, earth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? There's... Is this the most anyone's ever said the word egg? <laughs> <laughs> There's summit there, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. There's summit there. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast, Sally, and sorry. <laughs> Fiddly, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It has been uh, a pleasure. Oh, God. No, I just, I can't. I'm so sorry. I wish I could, Don't but I can't. Sorry. I'm trying my best. Be, be better. I know. I'm going to. I've got all the apps, Celia. I've got all the apps, but none of them stick in my head. Well, next time we're at a restaurant, you can order eggs. Earths. <laughs> Loads of earths. <laughs> Loads and loads of Fs. <laughs> yeah, the waiter is not going to be happy. No, we're getting chucked out of that one straight away. Um, it's Thanks been such me, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Celia. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.
feet are wrecking. But Amy, please can you tell me what's going on in Hull? I will. And it's a story that is still in development. So as this comes out, things might have changed. But the headline is, It'll be a crying shame if it goes. Hull shoppers share their views on potential Wilco closure. Oh, Wilco. Wilco, Wilco, Wilco. 400 branches at risk across the country. Fucking hell. 400. 400 Wilco. Pointless shop. (laughs) It's pointless. I know people could lose their jobs, but who's ever gone? Oh, I must get down to Wilco's. For what? They've got nothing you can't get somewhere else. That's exactly the problem. So there's so many people in this article being like, oh, it will be absolute. I will be gutted if it goes. And then they'll Mm. say things like, you know, I pop in once a year and buy a toilet brush. You know, and you and you think, yeah. well, that's why it's shutting because you're not going enough. And yeah. You're not buying enough stuff there. Miriam Haynes, seventy six, said, "It'll be such a loss if it goes." I'm always going in for odd bits and bobs that you can't seem to find anywhere else. I mean, what else is there like it? There's home bargains across the road. Chances are on question. Answers are on question, but also across the road. Across the well, where else is there like it? I mean, there's one immediately opposite. <laughs> there's a shop immediately there's opposite. A sh- there's a shop you have to walk past to get to it. Yeah. That does everything that it does, maybe cheaper. Mm. I mean, where if you can't go to Clark's shoes, where are you going to go? Shoes on across the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Miriam, you, you probably do that. Um, And everyone's saying, it's oh, it'll be a shame if it goes... But nobody's saying that they actually go there very often yeah. or for anything substantial. There's a, there's another quote here that says, uh, it'll be a crying shame if it goes. I pop in at least once a week for some toothpaste or detergent or what have you. It's like, yeah, if you're going in once a week to buy some toothpaste now and again, no wonder it's closing. If you're listing three things you get from a shop and the third <laughs> one is, and what have you, or whatever, I'd be like... Why is like if you said like oh why do you love your partner what do you love about me like oh yeah they're kind they're um, sporty and yeah you know all sorts of stuff particularly if the partner was about to die yeah, the yeah. it's like I'd be absolutely gutted if my partner died because they're tall and um, they've uh, got shoes and then like other stuff as well probably <laughs> you're like, you're oh, like, oh, thank dear. you oh dear oh dear oh dear yeah. um so that's what that's what's going on in Hull so I've got my fingers crossed I've got my fingers crossed and I've got my uh toothpaste and detergent ready to order good in the trolley it is it's hard to not to just say it to people you you can just get it all online <laughs> we shouldn't I know you shouldn't but like um just Pay van drivers better. We'll all just have a van. We'll all just end up picking up our own stuff. Yeah. Why can't we just order it from a sh- big Argos, basically? You drive an hour into the countryside, give me all my stuff. Just big Argos. This is a terrible idea. Oh, God. <laughs> can't do anything. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. I just don't no, want to own a right. van and drive an hour to get some toothpaste and well, detergent and what have you. Ponce. I'm a ponce. I'm in the you're AB section. Up. Oh, on your ivory tower. Oh, I don't want a van. I want a convertible. <laughs> Get over yourself. Oh, Yorkshire puddings. Can you tell me what's been happening in Ghoul, please? Listen, it's another week where um, not a lot has happened in Ghoul. Mm. So um, 
I've Googled um, ghoul man in inverted commas. Oh, yeah. And I've gone to the news section. I'll just say um, no if it's a story that involves either a serious crime yeah. or a loss of life. Okay. And I just want to get across how me researching stories for this podcast is. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've done that one. That's about trolleys. No. Hmm. Oh, yeah. An animal dies in this one. All right. But that's a possibility. And then, no, no, no. Okay. So the funniest one on the first page of um, Google yeah. is um, smirking man paid for tattoos instead of medicine for his dying dog. Fuck me. It's hard finding <laughs> stories about ghoul. Not only is he getting tattoos instead of medicine for his dying dog, he's smirking. Ooh. That's the worst thing about him. A real smirker, a real Tommy smirker. Yeah. What tattoos is he getting? It's not of his dog, is it? Saying R.I.P. Oh, fucking hell. So it's a ghoul man caused unnecessary suffering to his wretched dog. So I imagine that's a quote from him and not the judge. <laughs> You've caused unnecessary suffering to this wretched, horrible <laughs> shit dog. Um, let's get to the tattoos. Come on, tattoos have got to be funny, haven't they? Well, they're all focusing on the... um. The animal abuse, and no one's talking about the tattoos he's had. There's two elements to this story. The dog was ill, the dog was sick, he's a wretched dog. What's his tattoos? Come on. Some of us are trying to do a light-hearted podcast here. Yeah, metal At least put in the juicy details of what tattoos the man's got. Yeah, here we go. We're getting towards the man now. Okay. He accepts he has failed to ensure the animal received appropriate care, said Mrs Johnson in mitigation. Little Fair considered that, um, yeah, it's going back about the dog now. He didn't have money to look after the dog. Um, the dog belonged to his ex-partner and ended up with him. It was not a situation he wanted. So once again, yeah, it's the partner's fault. The partner's got an excess dog. Yeah, actually, no, no mention of the tattoos, but he was made to do 300 hours of unpaid community work. He, he didn't have money to pay for the dog. And they've gone, tell you what you should do, £300 of unpaid, unpaid work. Unpaid work, yeah, give him, do it. Give him a Sunday job. Give him a job. Give him a paper round or something. He's also fined £445. <laughs> he's going to spend that on tattoos. Also, if he's got no money... Yeah. ..and then you're making him do 400 hours of unpaid work... Yeah. ..and then hitting him with a fine... He's going to turn up to that unpaid work day one with a face tattoo. You'll yeah. be like, you told me you didn't have enough money for that <laughs> fine at the minute. <laughs> How have you got that money? I had to sell the dog for parts. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, great. Oh, no. Your dog's just a lung now. <laughs> a lung on a lead. <laughs> <laughs> the only Isn't bit he hasn't sold yet is a lung. That's what he's got a tattoo of. Yeah. A lung on a lead. So, yeah, bleak old story, but um, I'm going to go further into the past great. and try and find some positivity about Go. And don't forget, you can send us in stories. Yeah, please. Specifically. If you're from Ghoul. Specifically if you're from Ghoul. Um, but you can email them in or send them in on Instagram yep. or Twitter. And we really love. We've been using a lot of them on uh, on Patreon to talk about. Um, also sign up to Patreon or Apple Subs, of course. Mm. Get a bit more juicy, juicy content. Juicy content, please. Um, thank you so much for listening once again. And thank you so much to our special guest, Celia A.B., You've got to go and check Sally out live. She's gigging all over the place. All over the place. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you next time for more... Northern News. News. (laughs) 
Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show, it's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there!